I want to speak to you about recognizing your identity. Just who are we? <clears throat> or just who we are? Your identity, my identity, our identity. It's very important to God that our identity would change when we came to him. So I want you to follow along a story that's very familiar, but yet has such deep truth. Found in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 18 through 21. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 18 through 21. Tremendous story. It precedes these, these scripture I'm about to read is that where Elijah was in the cave <clears throat> and not knowing what was going on. And he heard the whisper of God's voice and God told him that he needed to go get down into the valley and anoint kings and priests and anoint Elijah. Praise God. And so he followed after that and he went and did what he was supposed to do. The Bible reads here, Elijah went down from there and found Elijah, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 pairs of oxen. He was near the 12th pair. Elijah passed by him and threw his robe over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye and then I will follow you. Elijah said to him, go back indeed. What have I done to you? Elijah went back and took his pair of oxen and slaughtered them. He cooked the meat over the fire that he had made by burning the harness and yoke. He gave the people meat and they ate. Then he got up and followed Elijah and became his assistant. What a story. What a moment in time. A man plowing in the field and the anointed man of God comes by and puts his anointing on him. The cloak signifying that anointing. Places it on him. And immediately, of course, Elijah takes notice. And he goes and he says, in so many words, I want to go back and say goodbye to my mom and my dad. Say goodbye to everybody that's part of my life. And then I will come and follow you. The uniqueness of this is that his identity needed to change, just like you and I. Our identity needed to change when we came to God. And so the beauty of this is that what he did is he stated this, and Elijah said, go ahead. And what he was really saying when he said this famous words here, go back indeed, what have I done to you? He was saying Go ahead, but don't forget what just happened to you. And so I think we have to center on something here. And that is when we follow after God, we need not to forget who God is in our life. And we need to realize that there are times where identity does not need to be who we were. It always has to be who we are now in God. It's so beautiful because if you, you know, the, the Bible's not unfamiliar with hidden identities. We find Joseph hid his identity in Genesis 37. 
His brother stole his identity and they hid his identity from the brothers. They told everybody that he was killed. In Genesis 42, he revealed his identity to his brothers. In Genesis 45, Moses, excuse me, in Genesis 45, he could not take uh, that anymore with him. And he became something very important. Moses' identity was hidden in Exodus 2, and God called him in Exodus 3. Moses had to hide because of what happened to him when he became large in Pharaoh's court. He had to run. He had to change his identity. And then God brought him to a place where his identity really changed to the burning bush. Gideon was hiding his identity, being inside a wine vat, threshing wheat. And and we see that so purely. And though he was hiding in fear, there he was. The angel called him a mighty man of valor. And so we have to grasp all these different identities that were hidden. And yet when they came forth, they were something for God. And he literally took care of what God told him to do by going after the Midianites. And he won with such a small army. You see, these are just a few people, but our identity is very important to God. Our identity is so important to God that he wants us to realize every day that we have a purpose on this earth. We're something that's very important, that we have something to look forward to. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, it says, For I know I have plans for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. And we have to embrace that, especially in the hour that we're living in right now, with everything that seems so difficult right now. From one crisis to the next crisis, it's difficult. Even up here yesterday in the Santa Cruz Mountains, a sheriff was shot to death. Another one was run over by a car and a highway patrolman was wounded. Both are in the hospital. There are so many things going on around us. Our identity needs to show forth Jesus Christ right now. We have hope, even though it may look like there's no hope all of a sudden. We have hope because God spoke that. He spoke it to the time where Jeremiah was and it proceeds even into our time for us to embrace knowing that we have a future with God, knowing that we have something beautiful that God has given us that we can embrace, and that is his love. We love him because he first loved us. He gave us the Holy Spirit that we would know who he is and we could move forward in him at all times. Let's just remember today that we have an identity that's so important You see, Elijah wanted Elijah, excuse me, but he had to release his past to move forward into his future. You see, we have to do the same. We have to release our past, that which is behind us, and move forward. Now, we can draw from history 
We can understand what our past was about, and it'll help us go further into what God wants us to do. But we can't drag our past with us. We can't be the same person we were before salvation. We need to have the new identity of Christ Jesus in our life. That is so important. Just say the word identity with me. Identity. The question is, who are you in Jesus Christ? Whom do you believe in today in Jesus Christ? We are the king's children. We are his beautiful, beautiful children. Favored by him in Jesus' name. He had to let go so he could embrace God's anointing for his life. He had to move forward knowing that what was being done was important for him. He couldn't take anything that he had before with him. He had to move forward. He had to give up this prosperity life that he had. Twelve oxen. He had to do that. He had to move forward. He had to leave the house. He had to leave his mother and father to move forward in God. He had to forget all that and move forward. In those days, that was very wealthy to have that much oxen and have a beautiful farm and have family and everything. But God had chosen him and he didn't even know it yet. Do you hear what I just said spiritually? God has chosen him and he didn't even know it yet till Elijah came by and put his anointing on him. My prayer for this message was that as I am preaching, that God will put a cloak on you and you will move forward in what God has for you to do. You see, Elijah realizes, though, Elijah is going to question the devotion. And that's what he did. He said, you know, he said he's going to stay with his parents and become a prophet or not. What is he? And he's going to make a decision. That's what he did. He went back. He had to make a decision. He had to go and meet with his mother and his father. And he had to demonstrate this devotion to God by destroying his livelihood. He had to demonstrate by total surrender. And we have to do that in our own life. We have to totally understand that we have to come to God with our total surrender. And we have to know that because God wants all of us, not just part. Not 99.9%, 100% he wants us to worship him, to praise him, and to declare his word. I believe today that we need to realize that there may be an Elijah coming by your way. And I mean that he may throw his cloak on you. She may throw her cloak on you. And you may move out from where you are, but you need to follow you need to understand. You need to know who God is in your life this very moment that I'm preaching. Look around you. Look at what's going on in this world right now. If there's ever a time that we want to see God, it's now. If there's ever a time that we want to voice God's will, it's now. If there's ever a time that we want to preach the gospel from the housetops, from the rooftops, from the street corners, out in the highways and the byways, it is now. We want God in our life to know that we have surrendered to him 100%. He ran after Elijah after he did that. 
He made the decision after he went home. He made the decision after he went home and checked with the family. And then he took and he had a sacrifice and everyone ate together. You see, there is a sacrifice that we have to do. We have to have that final meal with the old life and move forward into the new life. Have you had your final meal yet with your old life? Have you surrendered totally to God? You can't be halfway in the boat and halfway out of the boat. You can't just be in the world and in God's will. You need to choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my household, we serve the Lord. Praise his mighty name. Oh, someone has to pray with me today. Someone has to preach with me today. Someone has to say amen and lift their hands before the Lord because what I'm saying to you is God is reaching through this preacher into your home, into your place of dwelling right now, wherever you're watching this, anywhere in this world. And he's saying to you, I want you to take on the anointing and move forward and follow me and declare my word. Hallelujah to the Lamb. They spent time together, Elijah and Elijah. They did. They spent time together. And then we see a break in, in the scriptures and we don't see them together till finally Elijah hears that Elijah is going across the Jordan. And twice he was asked, do you know that your master is leaving you? And he got to the shore, and Elijah told him, you stay here, I'm going to the other side. And he said, no, I'm going with you. I will not be without you. You see, oh, hallelujah. Oh, I just felt that in my spirit. I am not going to be without you. You're my mentor. You're my teacher. You're the one who anointed me, and I want to be with you. I want to stay with you. Wherever you go, I will follow Oh, look at that spiritually. Wherever the Lord leads us, we will follow. We will stand with him and we will see this in our life. And we will declare right now in Jesus' name that we want to move forward with Jesus no matter what the cost. Elijah just took his cloak and smoked that river and it separated. You see, in a miracle time, the anointing always separates and gives you entrance into where you're going and where God is leading you. And they went to the other side together. And all of a sudden, Elijah says to Elijah, if, if you leave, would you anoint me? Let me have your anointing. Give me a double portion. Give me something. And the chariot came down in, in fire and, and, and he stepped out of the chariot and he went up and he threw his cloak down him and it landed on Elijah and he received a double portion of that anointing. You see, God wants to dispel this criticism that anointing doesn't exist. He wants to dispel all the lies that the enemy of our soul tries to declare and he wants you to hear the truth that God has a, an anointing for you and God wants to give you an outpouring of his anointing that's mighty and powerful for the hour that we're living in now. Oh, praise him. Oh, praise him right now in Jesus' name. You see, what the beauty of it was 
that Elijah did 14 miracles. Elijah went in and did 28, the double portion. He did this, and he moved forward with that, and he realized what it was that he had right now. He has that anointing. You and I have an anointing today. We need to share an anointing. We need to find people that need the anointing of God, and we need to lead them and, 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 and develop them and teach them about who God is in our life. We're not to run from our anointing. We're not to not share our anointing. We are to always go ahead and declare there's an anointing from God that's powerful. It'll break down every wall. It'll give us the of the approach if we have to to vault over the wall it is a time and anointing where we are protected by god psalm 91 is psalm 121 psalm 34 psalm 40 we are protected by god we have the holiness of god in us we are vessels of honor we are carrying around the of the treasure of the holy spirit in us not to say look what we have but what we can give praise be to God a double portion of an anointing a double portion of God's love a double portion of his wisdom a double portion of his depth of mercy and grace a double portion of the presence of God in our life this is what this story declares it doesn't say go back and live in the past. It doesn't say you went to church and got saved, but you're still going to be the same old person. It doesn't say that all of a sudden you were in a prayer meeting and somebody prayed and you felt God and all of, you went all the way back into your past and stayed there. You had to let go of your past. You have to do it now. Let go of your past because God's future for you is mighty. It's powerful. It's full of joy. It's full of miracles it's full of the very praise and worship it is full of admiration of god humble adoration of god in jesus name let's move forward with the anointing of god church let's move forward with the power of god church let's move forward with what god has for us church the fullness of his glory and the ministering of the holy spirit through us into this world of crisis it takes anointing I just throw the cloak of this word over all of you. I say to you today, move forward in the depths of who God wants you to be. Don't let the enemy hold you back. Release the past. The past shouldn't follow you into your presence with God. Something Jesus said was very important that I want to tell you today that is something that we have to understand. John 14, 12 through 14, Jesus stated something that many people have thought about. Many discussions have been there. If you have a Bible, quickly turn over there so you can read along with me. But many people have debated this. Let me tell you something. This is a true statement by Jesus. I tell you the solemn truth. The person who believes in me will perform the miraculous deeds that I am doing and will perform greater deeds than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. This isn't just text on paper in a Bible. 
This isn't just something to read and say, what a great story. This is revelation that in the day that we live, we can do greater deeds. And I believe miracles are at the doorway of our life with God right now. I believe miracles are going to return to the church in a way that's so powerful. I believe the reason that we're going through the things that we've been through, the reason that all this is happening around us is to wake up the church, to clean up the church, and understand the church cannot live in a sin of racism. This, the church cannot be the church it was because all of a sudden he brought us to a place where we realize we need him every day of our life. We need him every moment of our life. It's just not going to church to have a fellowship dinner. It's not going to church to listen to a preacher preach, a teacher teach, a prophet prophesy, an apostle declare, apostolic blessings. It's not there to go and just have this or an evangelist to come by and we have a week's long revival and everybody gets excited and the same old thing happens the next week. It's about coming alive in Jesus Christ, taking hold of this world for the King of Kings and the Lord of Glory. He is brought his church to a doorway of great mercy and grace and power in Jesus name I believe that we will do greater things than Jesus did I believe that we'll do it in his name because nothing can be done without his name being spoken and I believe that when we pray God will answer our prayers he will hear us and he will do it the Bible is clear Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. Jesus Christ was empowered. Jesus Christ denied the devil. Jesus Christ overcame all temptation. Jesus Christ, now hear me, listen on I'm about to say, Jesus Christ loved everyone. Everyone. He came to set everyone free. No matter what their background, no matter what their creed, no matter what the color of their skin is, no matter what their level of social life is, no matter what it is, everyone is loved by Jesus. In church, we represent Jesus Christ. We are the image of Jesus Christ. We need to love everyone. Declare love to everyone. Love will draw people to God. And when we lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. When, they, when we pray for someone to be prospered, they will be prospered. When we pray for someone to have a, a, a blessing in their life, they'll receive that blessing. We will do the things that Jesus did, but he always platformed his miracles on the fact that he was giving glory to the Father. He gave glory to the Father when Lazarus came out of the tomb. Praise God. He gave glory to the Father wherever he was. You know, he even hid his identity at one point to the two men on the road to Aramaeus. But they said when he spoke the scripture, they realized who he was. It's time that the church begins to declare the scripture, not stories of of things that happened yesterday, not stories of what may be and what was, but declaring the scriptures that are alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, breaking the joints and the marrow, 
the soul and the spirit, and knowing the very thoughts and the intents of our hearts, declare the word of God and the miracles will come. Oh, I'm feeling God right now, I'm sure you can tell. I just wanted you to know that there's a God on this earth that wants us to have a, a life that's designed by the Lord, not by men. A life that is designed by the Lord. He is the painter of our life. We are the canvas of his love. And we need to realize that today that Jesus Christ is alive in us. He has called us. He has anointed us. Oh, thank be to God. And we're to seek him with obedience. We're to consecrate our lives to him. We are to worship him and have faith in him. We are to move from the past and we are to move into our destiny. Each and every one of you have a destiny today. Each and every one of you are full of the Holy Spirit if you know him. If you've called on him. Each and every one of us have a destiny that's powerful because God orders the steps of the righteous person. God orders our steps. He leads us down the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He is with us. I sense the Lord in my home right now. I sense the Lord in this earthly vessel right now. I sense that I'm pouring out treasure after treasure after treasure, nugget after nugget of gold to you today. And when God spoke this message into my heart to speak in a late night hour prayer at 2.30 in the morning, I, I began to praise him and, and I began to lift my hands up and give him praise for allowing me to preach a message that will wake up the anointing in people, that will stir up the gifts that are within them and to call them out of the darkness of fear into the very light of faith and move forward by the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I know I'm preaching. I hope you're preaching with me. I hope you understand that there's something that I need to say to you as I close today. I put 25 things together I want to read to you. 25 statements that I want to remind you about our identity today. My identity is not Dennis Adams. My identity is I'm a child of God. Listen to me. We are the sons and daughters of God. We are the anointed of God. We are the temple of God. We are kings and priests. We are a peculiar or a special people. We are the voice of God. We are the joint heirs with Jesus. We are vessels of God. We are disciples of Jesus. We are one with Jesus. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are loved by God. We are protected by God. We are led by God. We are walking with God. We are mighty warriors of God. We are victorious with God. We are more than conquerors. We are, more, we are overcomers. We are peacemakers for God. We are committed to God. We are friends of God. We are faithful to God. We are healed by God. And we are forgiven by God. Oh, I'm going to shout hallelujah. Praise God. That's who we are, and we are his. We are the image of God right now, right now on this earth. We are representing him. People should see him in us because of who we are in him. Praise God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Oh, praise him, saints. Praise him and know your identity is the image of the very 
of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We are his possession. Today, I'm going to reach out to you and ask you to commit your life to a deeper walk with God. Reach up whenever you come to your prayer time and say to God, here I am in my prayer closet. Reach down and take hold of me. Pour into me the fullness of your glory. I reconsecrate my life to you right now. I'm letting go of everything that I've been dragging along this whole time. I'm moving forward. I'm going to go and I'm going to begin to do the things that I need to do. And I'm going to declare your word. I'm going to tell everybody about Jesus. And I'm going to share your love to every individual. Because I love humanity. I love all humanity. Because every life matters. Everyone matters. Every person matters. In the name of Jesus, I'm moving forward in my anointing. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God forevermore.